don't make it a measuring contest. Learn to appreciate one another. Like, you don't know the type of day that your wife had. Um, you know, they don't know the day that you had. But I think that you should be able to just walk into a situation, have some situational awareness, kind of read the room and and see what's going on, and then just go with it. My name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Working mom versus working dad. Navigating the challenges and joys of being working parents. Couples often encounter a variety of issues that stem from balancing professional and family life. In today's episode, we are going to dive into this topic. And not only am I going to combine personal experience, I'm also going to provide you with expert steps. In order to do this successfully, I decided to invite my husband, who is a thousand percent thrilled to join us. So ladies, please help me by welcoming Willie Cisneros. Hey, Hey, what's up, everybody? So working mom versus working dad. I mean, we all know if it was a competition, working moms would win. Working moms would a thousand percent win. Get the hell out of here. I'm serious. What do you mean? You know, this is a like straight up most women, like about 95, 99% of my listeners are women. Working. Go ahead. We're, we're just. We're, hey, we're I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to clear some air right now. Well, we could clear some air, but I'm going to tell you right now. This is a losing. This is a losing, losing battle. Maybe All right. to your audience. <laughs> what? Maybe to your audience. <laughs> so working mom versus working dad. So the first topic or the first common issue couples have is the balancing act. Struggling to maintain a balance between professional responsibilities and parenting duties. So, I'll, I'll, I will allow you to go first. What have been the struggles with you balancing work life and professional life? I don't think there is really a balance between personal and professional life. There's, I work, I get off, and I continue to work. Because it's providing for, it's doing whatever is needed, whatever things that need to be done with 
um, with our kids' lives and balancing um, all those things that uh, we have events that take place afterwards. We have our kids that are going in every which, which way. Uh, we have tasks that need to be done at the house. Um, you have things that need to get done that, that you ask me since I'm home already. Can you give me an example? So can you give me a time or a memory you had where you're trying to balance your professional life and be a dad and be a husband all at the same time and shit just went, shit just went wild? Like, was there ever a time you were on a phone call with the office or maybe you were in a very, very important meeting and things are just going haywire at home? Willie works from home, by the way, ladies. So I would say before, um, in my past life, when I was, when I was in the Marine Corps, during my past life, I would, I would, when I came home, I left and it was dark. I came home and it was dark and it would be a thing of, I didn't feel like I was owed anything because I was gone and working so long. I just, I knew that when I came back, there was, I had to get a feel for the room and see the way that you were. So I would incorporate that into my decision. And that's where I went from there. So let me give you, let me, so let me give you one of my memories and it actually just happened. So I'm in back-to-back sessions. Brooklyn had parent or um, parents lunch this week. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was on Tuesday. So I was in back-to-back meetings and I ended up taking my meetings from home, realizing that I forgot my laptop at home and I was already running close to being late for my session. I ended up borrowing your laptop, Mm -hmm. went upstairs, doing the whole damn thing and, and acting as if everything's cool, right? I'm, I'm here to do a job and I cannot allow my personal life to impact my professional life. So there I am in session on my husband's laptop, um, you know, and I'm conducting this therapy session. From that therapy session, I had another meeting. Did knocked out the, the other meeting. The problem was I didn't have access to my husband's computer um, password. He gave it to me like 50,000 times and he's probably going to look at me crazy right now because he has given me that podcast episode thousands of times. But for whatever podcast, reason- password. I couldn't, I couldn't think of it. I, cu- I couldn't access it. I couldn't find it. So there I am on my phone trying, trying to conduct a meeting. He finally sends me a text message back. I get on the laptop. Things are fine. But I look and I'm behind. I'm completely behind. And I'm hungry. I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm trying to get all of these things done. I realize I, realize I need to go to the office. So I race to the office. As I'm racing to the office, I'm calling Aaliyah and asking her, Aaliyah, can you please, can you please pick us up food? Can you please pick up food? And she's like, mom, I'm on it. I'm on it. So she picks up the food that I'm going to have with my daughter for parent teacher, or I'm sorry, for parent lunch. I end up looking at the time and I arrive to the parent lunch 10 minutes late. And it, for me, it is a thousand percent this balancing act. I'm trying to make sure that I don't fail in certain areas. And I'm going to tell you, no matter what, it it does feel like, it feels like I'm, it, there are times where it feels like I'm failing. And that struggle to maintain both my professional status as well as my personal status, me being a mom, being me being a wife, 
it is hard. It is so hard. So let's go ahead and with this, with balancing act, I know a good amount of you guys struggle with this. So let's come up with some expert advice. So I want to go ahead and provide you with a tool used by Gottman. It's called turning toward. And this is where we ensure that partners acknowledge each other's struggle and actively work towards creating a balanced routine. And this is the part, there are times where you and I are like, dude, I have a meeting. Like, I can't go pick up our daughter. I can't go attend this. You, you couldn't attend the parent-teacher meeting or right. the parent lunch. But we, we that does run into, like, we do run into whose meeting is more important. Do you feel like that sometimes? Like, yep. you have to... You have to provide evidence as to why your meeting is more important than mine. Yes. All the time. Right? Mm-hmm. And that ends, I do the same. For me, that same thing happens. And it feels as if, like, me trying to turn toward you is one of the last things I want to do. Because I really just want to shake the shit out of you so you can see, no. It's a measuring contest. It does become a measuring contest. It absolutely, you just said it right now. You just said it right now. I feel like I, you feel like you have to prove to me how important this meeting is. And I as well feel that same way. So turning toward, although it's key, it's also something really difficult to do. And I find myself, whenever I struggle with, you know, that measuring contest, like let's say, for example, um, this Tuesday with um, the parent parent lunch. There was no way I was going to allow my daughter to have lunch and watch all of these parents there without her mom or dad. And I was able to go ahead and move some of my clients. You didn't have that opportunity. And so it literally took me, wait a minute, it's not a measuring contest. Willie really can't go. And this is where I'm turning toward you in honoring your work and being able to go ahead and make that bid for connection between the two of us by saying, babe, you know what? I got it. You don't even have to worry about it. And although it didn't, although it wasn't executed perfectly, at the end of the day, our daughter had her chocolate milkshake, her In-N-Out burger and animal style fries, and she was happy as a cucumber. Let's go to number two, guilt trip. Common issues. Do you want to go ahead and take this one? Yeah, it's uh, feeling guilty for not being able to dedicate enough time to family or work. Um, Can you give that, us an example of that for you? Yeah, there's um, <clears throat> there's definitely times when you just, so, you know, it's you have this this uh, this time. I mean, we just we just talked about it right now. There, there's there's the the guilt trip that goes on with with one another, um, or it's like a guilt court, mm-hmm. and you're you're you know, suing each other for different things that have, that have taken place. And, uh, I've done this and you haven't done that. And so that there's, there's that comparison. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that doesn't bode well for, for the kids, for the relationship. Um, so I think that's one of the things that. Well, give me, give us an example though. When have you been in guilt court? I think it happens often and it happens in different levels where, whether it's minor, minor comments or just huge blowups of, you know, I'm doing all these things. I'm 
I'm changing my my schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm having to do all these things, and I don't see you doing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's that that's where it comes into play. Or when I was deployed, it was I'm I'm mom, dad. I'm a single uh, father, mother. I have to be everybody, and you get to go do what you want to do. Yeah, you get to hang so, with your homies. Yeah, and like play with guns and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we did. Yeah. Oh, that's how. So, I, that's how it was pictured in my brain. <laughs> so, I mean, there there is a comparison, and no matter what, when both parents are working, they're doing everything that they can to provide for their family. The family doesn't see that; they just see the the comparison. They see the fighting. Um, so, where do we go from here? Yeah, and you bring up a really valid point: the family. And when you mention the family, I know. It's my understanding that you're talking about the kids. Yeah. Kids could give two shits. The biggest thing is they don't want to see us fighting. Yeah. And so one one piece of expert advice for you guys is to emphasize on the importance of having a positive perspective. Maintaining a positive outlook and appreciating each other's efforts rather than focus on each other's shortcomings. And that right there, I know for a fact, I am totally guilty of. I'm totally guilty of. I have been guilty of bringing up your shortcomings because it's like, it feels like the weight is on me. And I am. Like, if I take it even further, I am fighting against the guilt that I feel with not being able to do the things that I'm asking you to do. Or I'm, or I guess the guilt stems from me. I just don't want to disappoint our kids. I don't ever want to disappoint our kids. And one of the primary reasons why I don't want to support disappoint the kids. I think some kids, of it just comes from your own childhood. Well, that's what I was going to, yeah, that's what I was going to get at. Like my, I was constantly disappointed. Like on like, I mean, shit. I can't say it was minute by minute, but I was constantly disappointed. I thought my dad would be sober and there he is high again. You know, I thought we were going to go somewhere, but there he is. My dad got pissed off, so we couldn't go somewhere. I thought we had money to buy something, but that's right. We're poor. We don't, we, we can't go to wherever we're going to go. And so it, it was like. You don't want the kids to feel what you felt as a child. Absolutely not. And so that guilt trip. So it's pissing you off because you think that I'm deliberately, or that's deliberately doing this to make you feel that way when they don't know what's going on in your head. No. And you don't know where this is stemming from. No. Well, it, it takes me a while to kind of self-reflect and make the connections. And I do, I am capable of doing that, but I'd be lying if I told you that I do it right away in the moment. I'd be totally lying. Instead, I probably, I probably do fall into my guilt trip. And then that's where I expose your shortcomings. And I try to use that and try to weaponize that so that you'll go ahead and do maybe whatever whatever thing that I can't do. And so instead of doing that, like I said, we want to focus on that positive perspective, maintaining that positive outlook and appreciating each other. I used That's, to do that anyway. Huh? <laughs> so I, used to, I used to do that anyway. You used to do what anyway? That's a bunch of bullshit. We're, Get the hell we're, out of here. We're being when real I, right hey, now. When I, came home, real. when I came home but and you were ready to damn blow a head gasket and I you was, were pissed off ready to throw a kid out the window. You know what? I was like, look, Listen, I got it. No. Even though I just worked for fucking 17 hours straight. Here's 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 uh what do you need help with? I got it. Right I got it. Are you for Have real right now? Have a seat. Here's a drink. I got it. What the and fuck? And then I would take over everything. 
Rewind the tape. S, S on my chest. Rewind the tape. And I got it. Just running laps around the house. Nope. 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 Get the. You really have that story in your head. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Babe, I promise you. If we roll not back all that the time. tape, okay. Um, not all the time. I'm sorry, but it wait, happened. No, 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 no. Because right now you were Captain Save a Ho. <laughs> right now you were totally. You would know. That you shut up. It. Shut up. Right now you're acting as if you were Captain Save a Ho. You were freaking came to the rescue. That's a bullshit. If I rewind the tape, the tape will show and prove that there were times that not yeah. only. Did I lose my shit? Want to yeah. lose my shit on the kids? You want to lose your shit on me too? Hell yes! And I'd be yes. like, look, better knock that shit off. <laughs> Get out of here! Half pint. He's so full of shit. Why are you calling me half pint for? Because we gonna do about my ankle. <laughs> All right. For nothing. <laughs> I'm five two. Whatever. Five three on a good day. All right. The next common issue couples have is called societal stereotypes. This issue involves battling societal expectations and stereotypes related to gender roles in parenting. So this one right here is a big one. Yeah, I think that one, that's one of those things that depending on your upbringing mm -hmm. and I would say even ethnicity, it's yep. going to go back to your roots. Well, um, let's, let's talk about us though. So, let's talk about okay. how it plays out Well, I, I would talk about the way is expected to be and the way it is no, no, in no, our no. house. I want so you to it's expected to hold be. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me, no. Hey, this is my turn. I'm oh talking. This ain't your show, hey, sucker. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you got invited. You could takeover. get disinvited. Hey, hold your strength. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so Give I, I would say. Give us an example. So Give me an tip, example. Typically, the guy would be out. Nope. The, the man would memory. be working. Give me a the, memory. The wife would be at home working. That was my memory. My memory was was my, although my mom worked, my stepfather worked, uh, my mom would come home, my stepfather would go to the garage or go grab beer and go sit down and watch TV, whatever. And my mom would sleep away in the kitchen Yeah. after working a long day, uh, the same amount of day that they, bo they both had together. And, and then um, she would drop us off at, uh, and pick us up for the day and you know, those that's those were my memories. Yeah. In our house, yep. it's not like that. It's whoever is home first. I I wanted to make sure that in my own life that there was a balance. And a balance being that it, it shouldn't be one way versus the other. And I don't believe in superiority and uh inferiority and I have to be um the the muscle of the house and I have to, you know, impose my will on others. And remind everybody who I am and that I wear the pants and nobody gives a crap about that. Yeah. It's it's a partnership. And to me, it's being able to pull my weight when my wife is, you know, she's had a, a really crappy day. I heard Brene Brown say it a couple of times on on different podcasts and um on videos. And and she goes, her and her husband, when they get home, they say where they're at in a percentage. They say, hey, I'm at a 20. And she says, I'm at an 80. I got you. Uh, I'll, I'll take the rest of it. Don't worry. And if she goes, I'm at, uh, he, he said, her husband says, I'm at 25. And she says, well, I'm at 35. And they go, well, you know what? We, we need some time to just blow off some steam, have some alone time, whatever. And then we'll reconnect and we'll talk about some things. Because we realize that we're both at our breaking point. And so we just, we so what we we do in our house is, we balance that out by picking each other's weight, I guess, picking each other's weight up 
and and carrying the load um, because the expectation, societal expectations would be that the wife is in the kitchen, the guy is doing the the all the the hard, heavy labor, laborious type stuff in the house, yeah. and the woman is doing all the cooking and cleaning. This is where so this we don't is, do that though. No, no. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time! You've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. But with the societal stereotypes, when in-laws come over, I mean, my mom, my mom just knows, right? But when in-laws come over, or like maybe even some of family your family that family, hasn't seen me bingo. in a long time, family had yeah, family that hasn't seen you in a long time, that is not part of the societal norms. If anything, yeah. that's complete off- opposite. Yeah, and there is and for our kids, it's like it catches them off guard too. Exactly. So for us, you know, um, you know, we've had family come over and go, wait a minute, you guys don't eat till nine thirty or what? You're having dinner and it's like seven p.m. You know, or wait a minute, Willie, you're cooking, you know, and that was really difficult. And one thing that really, really helped me was owning the fact that, listen, I'm making money right now. I'm out there making money. I'm out there busting my ass. I'm out there changing lives. I am out there doing the damn thing. Even if it's no money involved, I'm out there doing the damn thing. And I'm not going to apologize because I am choosing to go ahead and do that as a working professional. And it was really, really hard because I remember there were comments about, you know, my sister-in-laws and how, you know, they have home-cooked meals, which I mean, I'm, hey, high five. Can you please invite my family over and feed them too? Just asking. And your house, I heard your house is amazing, awesome, and clean. Let's go ahead and instead of having dinner at my house, let's have that shit at your house. Like, and it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I had to, as a woman, I had to own that that's not going to be the case in my house. And even if somebody doesn't agree with it, even if it's somebody that I love, I have to be okay with it. And by doing that, what Willie and I were able to do, which is the next lesson for you guys, is do what's called create shared meaning. We ensured that both of us created our own family values and roles, independent of societal roles. And that's something you just brought up. Yeah. Right? We literally had to create something that worked for not only just the two of us, also our kids. And it was completely outside. It was completely outside of what everybody agreed to. 
let's go to the next one. So the next issue that working parents, working mom versus working dads have is communication chaos. Now this one I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm just going to take the trophy because this one right here, I'm going to say working moms do it better. I'm going to say working moms do it better. Whatever. I'm going to say, mm -hmm. I'm going to say working moms do it better. Let's go ahead and cover the issue. So the issue is miscommunication or lack of communication about parenting styles and responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to come up with a time where there was this lack of communication and because of that lack of communication, it interrupted our ability to either discipline or parent our children. I mean, that rarely happens mm. because I'm kind of like a perfect wife. Not, not, not at all. Are you for real? Yeah. Are you for real? Yeah. We are, like, thousands of people hey, are listening hey, to this. Be transparent. <laughs> Tell the truth. Go. All right. Um, so times where we've had some miscommunication. Um with regards to discipline. It's been a minute. It's been yeah. a minute. I feel like we've been doing pretty good. Right? Yeah, but there's still times where Okay, calm where down. I, calm down. I was good with that. I will That's try where we're going to gonna leave I will it. try to, <laughs> to discipline the kids. And then you go, ah, just let them go. Let, let them do this. Let them do that. Or just give it to them. Or, And I'm like, wait a minute. Just the other day, you were pissed off and, and like you're grounded for life. I'm taking your phone, I'm taking all your stuff, and you're not doing this. And then all of a sudden, yeah, as a matter of fact, that was last week. Okay, calm down. And really? It was last year. Yeah, it was last week. Last year. And you said, and you said, <laughs> you know what? Friday you're not going to this. And then I was like, well, what the hell happened? Why is she not here? Oh, because I let her go. You just said that she's not going. Oh, that's and right. And I backed you up. That's and I right. said, Yeah, that's right. She's not going. That's right. Put put your foot that. down. And she was like, and then Stay all with of a sudden. Chest. Yeah, and then I <laughs> then I go over there and and what happens? Kids out gallivanting all over town. She was. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. But that would be another time where our parenting styles weren't in line with one another. Correct. Which is a huge, huge problem with working parents. So there are, it makes me think of one time when you, I came home after work and you're like, where's, where's Aubrey? And I was like, oh, she's here. And you're like, you never told me she can go. And I was like, well, or you never told me that they even asked. And I was like, well, I just made the decision. To go and it, you were saying well i wish you would have included me in that decision then it's like i was in between sessions i had like 15 text messages and it was just like you know what it's not a bad idea fine and i didn't it was either between me you know replying to you or me eating something so i was like screw it i'm gonna reply to this person i need a snickers bar right now <laughs> not a Snickers bar. I wish it was a Snickers bar, but it was, it was one of those things. And that does cause conflict, especially because we're both working. We're both busy and answering phone calls, replying to text messages. It's not always easy. And so for, for us, there are times where it's like, I'm either going to raise hell with my partner about this, or I'm going to let this one slide. And let this slide like they're going to owe me later. No, 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 not at all. But let this one slide is, I got, I got to pick and choose my battles. Is this something I really want to go toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe with? Or is this something that, is this something that can just, I can just let go? Yeah. And I, you know, I got to say, don't get a big head, but I got to say, you do pretty good at that. Like with regards to conflict resolution. Duh. Okay, calm down. 
This is what I this this is why I don't give you compliments. This is why I gotta keep you humble. I gotta keep you humble. I'm humble, but I know my place. I know where I'm at. (laughs) But this is one of those times that you do so much better with I will say that I handle I watched you you this week and you do not do well under stress. I'm a therapist. You you shit the bed with stress. (laughs) Horrible. You where did you get shit the bed? Huh? Where did you get this shit to bed? Comparing me to lit. We're we're in the middle of like a series. Suits. Suits. We've been watching Suits like no no tomorrow. And lit, attorney lit, whatever his name is. He always shits the bed. Lewis lit. Anyways, baby, I don't I don't get all crazy. Yes, you do. I'm pretty good. No, you do not stay even killed at all. You cannot control your emotions. Your emotions get the best of you. You are lit. Baby. What? I'm about to be, you about to get lit up. <laughs> you about to up. get lit up. <laughs> you about to get lit up. Anyways. Go cry in your corner. Anyways. Shut up. <laughs> Stupid. So the antidote for communication chaos is to focus on effective conflict resolution. Ensuring disagreements are handled constructively and communication is clear and effective. This one's hard. And this one right here, I'm going to go ahead and add to it. So make sure you guys are writing this down. You guys, you guys should be writing this down. But this is what I'm going to add to it. Being able to identify perpetual versus solvable arguments. And I know when I'm, when I'm ready to light your ass on fire, I know in that moment, in that moment, we just got into what's called a perpetual argument. This is triggering me emotionally and I'm feeling flooded and overwhelmed. And it's really difficult for me to come up with a solution when all I want to do is go toe to toe with you. Let's go. (laughs) We got boxing gloves. Let's go. Let's get it. But yeah, that's, that's where I go. And it's because I'm so passionate um, about, I mean, like last night, we're not going to get into what happened last night because that'll, that's another episode. Yeah. But like last night's conversation, I mm-hmm. wanted you so badly to really understand my point. Oh, and I stood around and I talked to you. Okay, we're not going to get into it. Your stuff. We're not going to get into it. But then it. I turned it on you and I started talking See, to that's you where you messed up. and telling that's you where stuff. You, that's where and you I started telling you stuff. Up, hey, hey, and you didn't want to listen. You and you up. didn't want to listen. Hey, that's where you messed I'm up. I'm done talking. I'm done. That's it. I'm yeah, finished. That was me saying yeah. I'm flooded. I'm but I couldn't. But I couldn't do that. No, you couldn't. No, no, I couldn't do it. Cause you I get had lit. A, I had to listen. You'll get lit to your nagging ass. <laughs> All right, next, next. Um... My favorite part, right here. <laughs> here we All go. right, here we go. <laughs> hey, this last one right here for, for you the fellas. Fifth, fifth, yeah, for you fifth top for the fifth topic right here. Hey, this is an important one right here. <laughs> Intimacy intruders. Oh, shit. Let's go I there. call them chocolate bunnies. Ch- Why do you call them chocolate, baby? Cockbuckers. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Say it again. I don't think they heard you. Cockblockers. <laughs> Who are you talking about when you say the that? Damn kids, little rugrats. <laughs> Come knocking at the wrong times. <laughs> chocolate bunnies. <laughs> Stupid. All right, issue, let's talk about the issue, this issue. issue. So that was our code word back in the day when the kids would come around and say, like, God damn, chocolate bunnies. Because we couldn't say that about the kids. So we just said that because it was, it was still, more, P- it's more PG. Know. All right. So the issue is finding time for romance and maintaining in- intimacy 
while maintaining managing parenting duties. I'll say that again. Finding time for romance and maintaining intimacy while managing parenting duties. And so, being a working parent. That's yes, like hard. Yes. Which I'm is, tired. Which is what this whole damn thing is about. Mm-hmm. So you in there in your grind all day and you want to grind at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you're like trying to figure out like, damn, I need some relief. I've had, <laughs> I've been, I've been doing this all day. I'm tired. Then doing everything that I got to do with these damn kids Finally, the end of the night is, and you're like, I just want to get some nookie, you know, and and cap this night off. For real, <laughs> frustrated. So one of the so this is a big issue for working parents, and yes. one of the primary reasons why it's a big issue mm-hmm. because for most men, it's a stress reliever. Yes. For women, the stress reliever. You want the connection. No, I'm not. Let you me. You want the emotion. Okay, you calm, want the calm down. Love. Calm down. And all that other no, stuff. No, you know what? I want you to stay the frick away from me and I want you to let me go to sleep. I don't That's need what I anything. Want. You don't even got to my... be, your body's just got to be warm. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even got to be awake. Literally during those moments when my stress reliever is either sitting in front. Do some tasks. No. Go do some more work for me. Well, yeah, that, no, that's like, that stuff gets me hot. But, but you don't do anything with it. Anyway. <laughs> that was a jab. So for me, a stress reliever is different than you. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've been in chaos and high level, Mm -hmm. right, all day. So trauma, there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on in my day. So not only meeting with my clients, but also I have to make executive, I have to make, yeah, I have to make executive decisions, right? I'm talking to financial advisors. I'm talking, you know, and creating a business plan for our team. I'm you know, delegating tasks. I'm freaking on the clock when it comes to certain deadlines Mm -hmm. and it's my business. It is my business. And so if shit hits the fan, I got to make sure it's, it's, it's done. Don't get me wrong. I have a, I have a very, very well oiled machine. However, there's still a lot going on. And so when I come home, the last thing I want to do is entertain you. The last thing I want to do is put some lingerie on and then get you all worked up, giving you all kinds oh, of you kisses. Oh, you didn't take much of that. <laughs> oh, I know. For you, I just <laughs> you, look. <laughs> you can look at me a certain way. <laughs> I'm in. I'm ready to go. For real? Right now? <laughs> right now? All is right. that me? Close off. <laughs> That's right. But, but for me, it's like I just want to sit in front of a TV. I just want to numb out. And that's it. And what I mean by numb out is give me my ice cream, my water bottle, or my Topo Chico, or my Pellegrino. That's bourbon. And I'm done. I'm done. For you, it's like, let's put some Marvin Gaye on and let's make this shit Mm -hmm. happen. So stress relievers look different for both of us. And when you guys are both working parents... And you guys are professionals. It takes it. This does take a toll for on on you both. So for you, and I'll say the expert advice: How has nurturing fondness and admiration helped us in our marriage with regards to this particular po- um, topic? Well, it gives us the ability to to take the time to express our love for one another, show the show each other the appreciation that we have towards one another. Um, just knowing that each of us had chaotic days. One of us may have had a worse day more than the other. And it's, to me, it's showing that compassion 
um, and just expressing that love, that gratitude, yeah. that appreciation for what they've done and how hard they've, they've uh, you know, whatever their day looked like and yeah. just acknowledging that. And then just, I think those are the, the small little nuggets that move the the needle oh so it love. doesn't have to be sex no it doesn't but it can turn towards <laughs> that as you as you do those those subtle things just like i brought some some uh some of my wife's favorite ice cream and uh and just and it wasn't even an ask it was just i was out i seen it and i was like oh my baby loves this mm-hmm. let me go get that for her and, and I appreciated it. Yeah. And I made sure I let you know and then, that. And then just tonight, she returned the favor and I go, um, and I was like the last one to eat. And uh, we were getting ready to celebrate tonight. And then she goes, she's making a plate. And I go, I thought you said you didn't want this. She goes, I didn't. And I go, well, then who's that plate for? She goes, I'm making you a plate. And I go, oh, baby. And so, you know, returning that same favor. Mm-hmm. And that falls back into nurturing that fondness and admiration for your partner. And so we just went over five of the main, well, five of the common issues. I shouldn't say main. They are kind of, they, they bleed into main, but five of the common issues couples, working moms and dads face in their relationship. What is the last, what is the last piece of information? What is the last nugget you want to give our listeners? Let's say the husbands are listening right now. Mm-hmm. So you're speaking to the husbands. What is the last nugget that you want to give them? Like you're talking to them right now. Um, the last thing that I'd say to to guys is yeah, the, this topic uh, is completely foreign to them. I would say don't make it a measuring contest. Learn to appreciate one another. Like you don't know the type of day that your wife had. Um, you know they don't know the day that you had, but I think that you should be able to just walk into a situation, have some situational awareness, kind of read the room and and see what's going on and then just go with it. Go with what 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 you feel is the right thing at that moment versus oh god, my day was this and that. Nobody wants to hear a sob story. Like just get over yourself. Who cares? You you did all those things, great. Give yourself a pat on the back. But now you come home and you're with your family. Like that to me is the true joy. Like I worked all this day, all, like this hard, hard day to come back to my beautiful family. Yeah. And like after that, it's just, you know, you get to be with your, your, your spouse, your kids. Um, and just, that's what, that to me is what you should really appreciate. Baby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I had fun. And we all realized I that guess. moms, working moms, kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, so do do, and so do working dads. That's right. All right. Until next time. Bye, you guys. Peace. Raise your hand if you are ready to level up your marriage for 2023. Do you find that you're spending your time together with your husband checked out and in front of the TV? I know you're ready for tangible strategies that actually get you results. Reignite the spark in your marriage. Have fun and grow together. Well, I hope you have your hand raised at this minute because I have something special for you. I'm introducing my brand new 
six question marriage predictor quiz that's gonna give you personalized results to catapult you into the next stage of your marriage journey. That means you'll receive the results to where your marriage can get the best help. If you've got just one minute, head to veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. Again, that's veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. And you could take my brand new quiz, Marriage Predictor. Get your results delivered right to your email address. Again, that's veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I'm Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.